Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast, hosted by 4constructionpros.com and covering various aspects of the construction industry, including the equipment, people, companies, and associations making it all happen. My name is Becky Schultz, editor of Equipment Today. And in this episode, Dr. Dan Carlin tells us how his company, Jobsite Care, is helping to deliver managed health care directly to construction job sites. He also provides details on his company's text badge smartphone-based screening technology, which can help keep your workers safer during the pandemic and well beyond. Let's dig in with Dan now. Thank you, Dan, for joining me. Uh, Can you start off by telling us a bit about yourself and your background and how you came to found Jobsite Care? Great. Um, So that's a great question. I had a bit of a circuitous path as a young doctor. I was in the Navy. Um, I spent two years on a warship. Uh, Then I spent a year overseas as a physician volunteer. This was on the Afghanistan war in the 80s. Um, So my formative years were spent uh, many times out of touch with medical care. Um, in uh, eventually, I got legitimate and be, you know went back to the residency, did emergency medicine, and I went into practice. But I was always interested in how do you take care of people far away? Because I had been that young guy far away, wondering, gee, what do I do now? I've got a sick person, in, injured person. Um, so, a uh, long story short, in the late 1990s, um, I joined the staff at New England Medical Center, and I did a huge telemedicine project for uh, Stone and Webster. This is a a big multinational construction company. Um, I don't think they're around anymore, but the project was fascinating. We had about 6,000 workers building a power plant in uh, West Africa, in Ghana, West Africa. And it was the opening days of the internet. All all kidding aside, we, uh, we used Africa online, 28 kilobits per second was our bandwidth. Oh, wow. <laughs> but honestly, it was enough to do voice calls and it was enough to trade pictures. So I, the, my guy in, uh, in, uh, in Ghana would take a photograph of an x-ray taped inside a window. Uh, he'd send that to me. I would look at it and go, hmm, I think that's a pneumonia, but I'll, I'll go talk to a radiologist. And, uh, and we would get, yep, that's a pneumonia. So I was starting to connect the dots back at the turn of the century about taking care of people far away. Um, my, the, the company at the time was called World Clinic. It's still around. We got a couple thousand patients around the world. There's mostly individuals though. Two years ago, um, a safety officer that I had worked with on a construction project in the Bahamas came to me and said, hey, we're, uh, we're doing some stuff in the United States. We want you to look at this. And I said, of course, what's going on? Well, we've got remote solar sites. We're building solar fields. We're many times nowhere near medical care. People are getting injured. Um, and we really need this telemedicine that you've done for us in the past, but we need it in the United States. Now, this was an interesting thing because I really had no idea of sort of how crazy the management of injured workers is. And as we sort of kind of peeling the onion of this problem, I said, oh my gosh, we can fix a lot of things just by doing one or two things right. The first thing to do right was provide a doctor telemedically to the job site. So we we uh, built an app for the safety officers of this company. And when they had an injured worker, they'd open the app, tack, uh, tap a button that said call doctor. And 35 seconds later, they'd be talking to me or one of my partners. 
and we would convert the call to FaceTime, uh, you know, and we would see the worker at the job site for the snake bite, you know, the squished thumb, uh, in one case, a, you know, a really severe knee injury. Uh, in another case, we actually had a cardiac arrest that we ran a full resuscitation in the parking lot on FaceTime. Uh, and, uh, and I'm not kidding. So wow. as we're exploring this, yeah, we're exploring this going, holy moly, there's a lot to do here. So the first thing though was be the doctor in, in the opening minutes of the case and show up, you know, let telemedicine bring you to the job site. The second thing that we saw or learned was if you do that and you sort of establish this patient-physician relationship, then you guide all the subsequent care because you know the whole story. I know what happened to this worker. You know, <clears throat> she dropped a cinder block on her foot. There's swelling. There's a little deformity on the outside of her foot. So I need her x-rayed now. So instead of going to the ER and waiting 10 hours or six hours or four hours for an x-ray, I would send her to an imaging center, you know, a private x-ray center. I'd get an x-ray back an hour later. She broke her foot. Well, I know what to do with that. I'm an ER doc, so we're gonna elevate it, something for pain, a good rigid splint. And then my staff would call the orthopedist in the area and say, we have a fractured foot we'd like to send to you. How soon can you see this person? Sure. And that was revolutionary. I, I had no idea that what we were doing was so revolutionary because we started compressing time in these cases. And it was, it was fun to watch because we would look at a case historically, our, our partner in this was wonderful. They showed, us, they showed us all their records and lost runs and all this other stuff. And we were finding that we were cutting down the, the entire duration of the case by 70% just by make the appointment, call the orthopedist yourself, doctor to doctor, tell them what you got clinically and say, and this is what I think we need. You know, I, I need you, Mr. Orthopedist to tell me, does this patient need a pin to bring her fracture back together or can she just be casted? And if she can be casted, give me her limitations so we maximize her healing and I will convert that to her work status. Um, and now it's been just crazy successful since we started doing this. It sounds really fascinating in terms of, and especially in terms of how much time you can save in, in treatment um, and being able to facilitate that. that. That's really impressive. So can you talk us through exactly what job site care provides in terms of services, just, you know, what are those services that are available to a contractor that they can implement on their job sites? Sure, sure. Um, the easiest way to think about it, sort of big picture is, this is like a construction company having its own in-house medical department on call 24 seven and exporting the doctor to the job site wherever it is. So you're talking about like, you know, 24 seven, don't care what happened, don't care where it happened. We're gonna drop a doctor in there on an iPad or an iPhone, and we're gonna see what's going on right away. So that's sort of step one, bring the doctor in by video right now and seize control of the case. Get the whole story of what just happened to this person, document all the findings you see. You know, this person said that they fell in the mud. Yep, there's mud on their clothing 
or this person said that not just their hand, but their foot was injured. Okay, let's look at the foot. So you're putting together a really complete story and then you're doing a really good physical exam. And this is where it gets really interesting. Uh, we're fortunate with our, one of our construction company clients. They, they go to great lengths to train their, their site safety officers. In some cases, these are EMTs, paramedics. And this is, uh, this is heavenly to me because this is a skilled set of hands. So I can say, hey, we need to take a look at that knee. So I'm going to do some maneuvers to figure out did this person tear one of the ligaments inside their knee. So they help me do a really good exam. Of course, I'm watching the whole thing. Um, and now I, I feel very pretty good about my working diagnosis. And the, of course, the thing in the back of my mind is what's my next step? Sure. So, so for the construction company, they're generally pretty happy because I'm going to tell them within a couple of minutes what the next step is. Like, for example, my broken foot case, our next step is we actually need an x-ray today. Now, this is where we really put this program uh, into warp speed. Our CTO assembled from Google a database of all the emergency rooms, urgent care centers, imaging centers, labs, physical therapy, all the kind of on the ground medical office resources, and we mapped them. So when the safety officer called me on his app, I actually geolocated her. <laughs> and she shows up as a little blinking blue light on a big map. But on the rest of the map are things like, there's the nearest hospital, there's the ex, you know, imaging center, there's the physical therapy. So I already know where my next move is gonna happen. I know who we're gonna speak with. Um, I've got their phone number, it's, it's embedded in the interface. Um, and it's, it's kind of fun because as we got into the project, we started identifying doctors that were really good. I mean, really good. Like, I'll see this person right away, great at communicating, great at giving us records. Um, and then, you know, of course, the corollary is, Becky, we found some docs that weren't very good. Right. Or they, they didn't want to participate or they're very territorial or... And, you know, we would say, hey, look, we're all trying to we're all trying to do the right thing here, but I'm going to direct this patient's care. I'm, you're a referral, but you're not the primary physician I am. So that didn't happen too often, but it was fun because when you start focusing on the good doctors, the workers started noticing. Sure. I bet they, they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, the management started noticing um, in the, the really good physicians, they would, they were very aware that our job was to keep everybody safe, healing as fast as possible, right? But we wanted to get this person back on the job site. You know, essentially, we didn't want to unplug them from the workforce. Now they would have restrictions. And there were, you know, there were folks that, you know, we had a, a guy that just really destroyed the inside of his knee and tore his cruciate ligament, all this other stuff. But we had him back at the job site and of course, his knee is up on a, a chair and he's got a big immobilizer and he's got crutches, but he was still psychologically part of his workforce. And his, his buddies would come around and give him a hard time about his knee and all this stuff. But he had a great outcome. He got repaired about six days later, a couple of weeks of rehab, but he, he would leave the job site to go to rehab. And then eventually when you know, his ligaments were all normal and put back together, he went right back to work. 
and he, he never got to that point where he said, oh, nobody cares about me. And even the guys at work don't care about me. They were still giving him a hard time all the way till the day he went back to work. I, I can totally envision that. And I also can see where that could have a huge, make a huge difference on the time it takes to recover from an injury because you're not feeling like you're left out or you're not having the, the potential risk of just sitting at home wondering if you'll ever be able to get back on the job. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. Um, one of the things we learned was, I'd love to say, oh, we're so smart, we're so great. We're not. Part of this is the system was so bad, mm. meaning a poor guy would get injured, poor gal would get injured, and then this process of filing the claim, then a claims adjuster reviewing records, trying to figure out who is the main physician for the management of the case. And when you don't do that well, a simple case can lag for, I mean, it can go on for weeks, months. More importantly, psychologically, the worker starts feeling like, hey, you're not taking care of me. Right. You're, you know, nobody's communicating with me what's wrong with my knee or my elbow. And, um, and that, can, that can go dark pretty fast in terms of attitude. And they start to withdraw. And, and now, you know, the next thing you know, it's they're going off under the direction of a lawyer to seek their medical care. Sure. Big problem. Big problem. Exactly. Now, I think we could probably talk specifically about all of the things that job site care is involved in um, probably all afternoon. But I know that um, the company has developed something called text badge. And yeah. I'd like to get into that and learn a little bit more about what that is and how it works. Can you walk us through what text badge is all about? Sure, absolutely. So, so we now have a business has grown. Um, we have about 12,000 seasonal ski resort workers. And we invented text badge for those folks, but it's going to, it's being adopted, going to be adopted. It's already adopted by <laughs> construction companies. I can't talk about that side of the business yet. Come back in maybe six weeks. And okay. But so here's, here's the deal. Um, so our, we're a physician practice. And we see ourselves as the town doctor to the, the ski resort company, the construction company, whatever. Um, and we were, we were just doing really good work with injured workers and that they were our village, right? We were the town doctors to these folks. And then along came COVID last spring. Right. And we really, we, we sat down as a group and said, guys, we're not going to be taking care of a lot of injured workers anymore as individuals we're on the hook for some really large workforces like population level healthcare because of COVID. It was affecting thousands and thousands of people. So the, the challenge was we need to build a system that can monitor 5,000 workers, 6,000 workers, 12,000 workers. We need to monitor them. We have to give them a tool to identify themselves at being at, at risk for COVID. So you, we built them a symptom checker. Um, they have to fill out the symptom checker and anybody who's reporting positive symptoms, our physician group has to jump on right away and isolate them and then get the whole story. So, so with text badge, if you're perfectly healthy, honestly, Becky, it's pretty straightforward. Every day you open your cell phone and you send a text to basically uh, text badge check. We'll call That's the address, say, for your company. So you send that text to it and you get back a questionnaire that says, 
Have you had fever? Do you have a headache? Joint pains? You know, all the classic COVID symptoms, the right. CDC questionnaire. And then you submit your answers. Now, if all of your answers are no, and you're in perfectly good health, what you get back is a QR code um, that is tied to your identity. And it's also color-coded for that day. So maybe on Monday, it's pink. So you come to work Monday, you've had no symptoms. We've sent you your text badge and you come to, the, you come to your job site. Your boss can scan your text badge with any phone and verify it's you and you have no symptoms today. So by all means, enter the workplace. Okay. Now, if you don't have a text badge, you cannot enter the workplace. So everybody's got to participate. So the whole workforce has to participate. So if you didn't get your text badge, it's because you have some kind of symptoms. Uh, say you just had you know, a fever and a headache. And we said, well, okay, look, I don't know if this is COVID or not. It might be. So I'm putting you in isolation for three days. Now, it turns out about 80% of the time, those folks are better the very next day. Sure. And, and no symptoms, we check on them and we give them a text badge and they go right back to work. About 20% of them though, actually they start to look like they have COVID and they have to be clinically managed. This is really important. A doctor's got to step in and go, all right, I think you've got COVID. Here's how we're going to monitor your case. Um, and here's when we're going to go get tested. And here's when we're going to go to the hospital. So this program has been insanely successful. Um, like I said, we've got about 11, 12,000 people under management. We've had 700 people, actually at this point, it's probably closer to 800 who have screened in for a symptom. And we've had about 200 turn out to be true COVID cases. Really? Okay. Yeah. So 200 out of 10,000 and um, so, and so, and that that sort of approximates the national numbers. Our number, you're kind of right in that two percent sweet spot. More importantly, though, you identified them so early; they didn't go on to be neglected or develop a terrible complication. Sure. So you put them on vitamin D. You put them on zinc. In some cases, we put them on azithromycin, or at least get them plugged into their do their home doctor to get taken care of. Bottom line: ten thousand. 700 people who looked like it, 200 people that had COVID. We had one hospitalization and no deaths. That is really impressive with that number of people that you're monitoring. Uh, I, I think that, that that speaks volumes about the success of text badge, certainly. Yeah. I, I think that it's interesting that um, so many different types of contact tracing programs have come out of uh, the COVID 19 pandemic. And it sounds like this is kind of unique, not only in its success rate, but also in how it's being administered. Is there anything else that kind of sets it apart from some of the other things that, you know, other programs that have come out for this, a similar purpose? Yeah. So there's, there's a bunch of sort of QR code screening tools. Um, I think the real differentiator here is that it's tied to a physician practice group. In other words, <clears throat> you're using the tool to identify your patients at risk. And then you're jumping in on the physician side saying, hey, let's treat this person like a patient now. They're at risk. Um, and that, that's probably the biggest differentiator is partnering up and having a clinical practice group 
to go with the technology. Um, I would honestly tell you the other secret here is this system is insanely easy to use. I mean, the enrollment process is, you know, scan a QR code, put your name in, it already knows your phone number. Sure. Right? And then once that's in, then we cross match against the construction company's manifest of employees, which matches them into their claims management system. So all of a sudden, just by getting that three second enrollment, you have a full file established on them. And for the worker, it was reasonably painless. You know, it's very familiar technology. You, know, you get your text, you fill out your questionnaire, you submit it, boom, you're done. Right. And you get, you get your QR code back and you go back to work. Is a similar process used for anyone who has to visit the site then as well? Um, right now, um, that's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking particularly uh, in the ski resort industry. So these folks are working all day long, you know, snow grooming, you know, ski lift operating, and they have a ton and ton and ton of guests. Right. The, the guests are coming and going and they're very much being managed or dealt with in a, around CDC guidelines. In some cases, the local county health department guidelines, they posted posters to guests at the hotels or at the ski lifts. Um, so we haven't gotten to that point where we're bringing text badge for the guests but I'll tell you, if this is still here, if this is with us by next summer, we will. It will be not just the workforce. It'll be the people at the venue. Uh, we just looked at a really interesting project around uh, performance music, you know, concerts and such. Sure. And the production company, they want everybody on text badge. Uh, and these, the, you know, this is an insane industry. They set up, they do a whole show. And three o'clock in the morning, it's like they were never there. 17 right. semis have left and a production company of 400 people have left. So they want text badge for that. And we're, we're, we have a fun project going around that. But they've already said, can you do this for the folks who come to the show next year? If we are still doing this next summer, how can our fans get a text badge to see the show? Right. Well, so, I'm... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I, it suggests what might be coming next around right. vaccination and, you know, uh, how are we going to manage crowds? The very fact you're in a crowd sets you up for risk. So how are we going to leverage these tools to minimize that risk? Yeah, well, and I was going to say, I'm hopeful that we will not be having this discussion again next summer, because I'm hopeful that things will have changed by then, which I think all of us are, are in that boat. And speaking of which, looking beyond COVID, I'm, obviously there are, you know, a technology like Text Badge is, is offering enormous benefits during the pandemic, but the pandemic will not be around forever and you have this technology in place. Are, what other benefits can you gain from it? Um, what, how else could it be applied on the construction site than, that can help um, make it worthwhile to continue to utilize it? Yep, so I think if you think of text badges, like, do you remember the space program, all the things that came out of the space program? Yep. Here was this huge national challenge and that had all these benef benefits that came out of it. This massive global pandemic of COVID-19 virus is actually gonna have several silver linings. I think this is gonna be one of them that we're figuring out how to protect a population. Now, specifically to your question, 
text badge basically says, I'm allowed to work today because I'm not sick, okay? In the future, what I think it is, well, I'm already seeing it is, they're integrating text badge with safety training. You're not allowed on this job site till you punch your ticket on your training and your training has been signed off on. So you've been compliant with your safety training and now you can come to this particular job site. So that's sort of the very first thing is I'm seeing it plugged into uh, an education requirements. I also see some really interesting stuff going on in safety technology and construction, meaning there's a bunch of, there's probably two, I, don't, I would say somewhere between 100 and 150 really cool devices that are built around safety uh, on the construction site. I think those are devices that say attached to the individual, for example, a little position beacon that goes on your helmet. Sure. Nope. I can write a, a rule that your position beacon on your helmet should never be closer than six feet to another position beacon. That's for COVID. But the construction company may come back and say, hey, we're going to use that position beacon to do um, signing in and signing out of the job site, locating workers to make sure that they're in the right spot and never in the wrong spot in terms of safety. So I see a whole bunch of things um, kind of following on to this that'll have to do with safety and integrating these other safety practices with text badge because text badge is just like all it really says is I got the memo I'm with the program I did my stuff I'm not sick and right. I belong here yeah. yeah yeah exactly sure and I could also see potential applications with risks related to drug abuse but also mental health issues. Um, the mental health issues are very prevalent in the construction industry. And I could see, a, a, assumingly, that a questionnaire could be put in place asking about those types of risks on the job site as well. So I, I think a lot of applications potentially that, you, that, that could be um, developed with this type of a system. There's a lot of applications, and, and to your point, um, again, the bar is the barrier is so low to just activating a system to support you. That's the beauty of it. You don't have to go to great lengths. You know, if if you're having a hard time with substance abuse, and there's a lot of substance abuse out there, you don't have to make a big deal about it. You can literally check a box. That's outsourced to people like me and my team. Say, hey, we're going to have a little physician to patient conversation. This isn't going to involve anything but patient physician, not your employer. We got we're inside the HIPAA cone of privacy. That's a, that has so changed the dynamic for the worker. Now they're in a much safer place, so much faster. So I think this is going to be a big deal. Like I, I think we're going to, I think the industry is going to kind of prioritize its needs, and then it's going to say, hey, wait a minute, can we use that text badge thing to make that thing work? Right. Oh, it's the right idea. We can. Well, it sounds like there's some fascinating things that it can be applied for. One thing that um, was pointed out to me is um, workplace concerns ranging from harassment through improper training protocols. Can you talk through some of that? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a huge emphasis on safety. Uh, there's also a huge emphasis on dignity. And there should be right? right. So, in a and with a tool like text badges, you're coming into work. You're um, you're healthy. You've, you're ready to you know you've been cleared and you're coming to work. But what about if you're coming you're leaving work and on your way out you your badge is scanned, or you receive a questionnaire 
And the questioner is very simple. Did you experiencing any, anything unsafe at the job site today? And where was it? And again, a team will jump in and get the detail. So for the worker, it's easy. Yeah, we were laying rebar and one of the persons didn't have his harness on. Okay. So you've, it's like a, you know, you, I've, it's an early warning system. We have something unsafe going on. On the other hand, it could also be along the lines of, were you harassed? Someone give you a hard time? Someone act inappropriately to you? And again, this is your way, you know, you're reporting this as you're leaving work on, yeah, you know, that was a really awkward and really uncomfortable moment I had with my coworker. And now it's flagged and now there's gonna be action. Something's going to happen. So it protects the work site. Say if you had a really aggressive, inappropriate worker, everyone is gonna suffer the consequences of that person's behavior unless someone reports it. But the barrier to reporting is pretty high. You have to go up, find your mm -hmm. boss, and, and you feel really alone. I'm the only person complaining about this radically appropriate, inappropriate person. Whereas with text badge, it's like, yeah, this is, I do this every day. Yeah, anybody weird, anything wrong? Was I harassed? Yes. And you know you're gonna get a phone call, but you didn't have to you know, push it over the top. You just, you just, you dropped a notification that this, this job site might have a problem. And now you're intervening so early before it turns into something really aggressive and dangerous, or it turns into now there's a claim for negligence, et cetera. In the end, honestly, Becky, in the end, it means I got a safe workplace where my dignity and my physical, you know, physical safety are protected. Sure. So it does sound like there is the ability to kind of customize this to individual yeah. applications. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. You can customize the applications. Um, we've got a, it's fairly easy to integrate with other safety systems, HR systems, um, time clock systems, all of these things. It's as long as there's a conventional API um, application process interface, it's, it's actually pretty easy to do. Right, right. Well, I have to say this has been really fascinating and I've enjoyed having a chance to learn about all the things that you're involved in. And But just to kind of close us out, can you talk about what you see com coming down the road going forward for both text badge and for job site care in terms of what you think that you will be able to offer to the construction industry and what types of advancements you hope to see going forward with this technology? Okay, um, so a couple of things. I think text badge, just on an everyday, every single worker in the workforce, it's really gonna change things in a positive direction. It's gonna make it easier to identify problems before they have a chance to unravel into a huge problem. So I think I think it's gonna be able to help with safety, safety practices, monitoring practices. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of that. So text badge, very bright future. For job site care, it seems almost unlimited right now. We're fixing a really big problem set around the management of injured workers just by doing good medicine um, and using a little connectivity, yep. But the core of this thing is it's nothing secret. Just be, practice good medicine, take care of your patient, organize stuff for them. Um, but it's a massive industry-wide problem where we are today with poorly managed uh, injured workers. So I, I see for us just a lot of growth 
Um, and it's exciting. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, my, my first construction site was in 1998 and it's, it's a culture I know well, and uh, I love the ethos of it. I, you know, let's get this done. Come on, let's get, I, <laughs> I really, I truly do. It's a lot like the, uh, lot like the Navy. Um, and um, I also find there's a willingness to look at new ideas, um, especially around safety. So yeah, I think our, our future is very great. Well, that's it for this edition of Digging Deeper. Thank you to Dr. Dan Carlin at Jobsite Care for taking the time to talk with us today. Tune in every week for another episode of the Digging Deeper podcast by 4constructionpros.com. You keep listening, we'll keep digging. Until next time.